Like, do Good it. morning and welcome to Duality. I am your host, Ash, and I am here with Tall Rabbit. That's right. What's up, Ash? Thank you for having me. What's up? Thank you so much for coming here. Happy Thank you so here. much for allowing Duality to be the first podcast that you're on. I'm Hell sure yeah, it's an first honor. of many because of all the things that you do. Right. And um, I know like we've just had really awesome conversations every time we see each other. We're yeah, just it's like so cool. <laughs> chopping it up about all different things in the universe. So I know we were just talking about green apples right before we started, so I kind of want to get into that. Okay. (laughs) So, of course, the way I am, I had to be like, oh, green apples are the best. And they're like, why? Okay, so um, other colored apples are actually outlawed in other countries because what you don't know is that the colors red and yellow were modified with uh, crossbreeding over time. So it turns out that, you know, red delicious and freaking Macintosh apples all have high concentration of organic carcinogens that mm. eat away at your insides. Mm. So the only apple you should be eating if you're going to eat sugar is a green apple. That's great. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, that's not great, first of all. It's, well, yeah, it's fucked up. But but, but, yeah. <laughs> but secondly, I mean, it's great for me personally because green apples are the only apples <laughs> they, I really like. They taste so good, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just prefer them. I just prefer them. I agree. Yeah, I like because I like something that's sweet and sour. I don't like when things are just Did sweet. you like uh, blow pops as a kid? Mm, blow pops, blow pops, blow pops. The lollipop with the freaking gum in the middle? Uh, I wasn't really that big on sweets. It's it's weird, okay. but like I would eat them, but well, it wasn't like like I liked. I mean, if we're talking lollipops, I definitely was big into like the Spice Girl lollipops yeah, and those are cool. and, yeah. <laughs> and the butterscotch dum uh, dum dum. Uh, yeah, like those little ones. Yeah, yeah because I'm like 87 years so, old. So five. I never really fancied lollipops, but sour apple blow pops were the shit. Because they, oh, they were yes, so, yes, yeah, I, those, I would, that was my favorite would, flavor. Oh, can we curse? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yes. all the time. Oh, this is gonna be so great. <laughs> like, this is great. Okay, so sour apple lollipops were the only ones I'd eat because I would like straight up bite them. I wouldn't, you know, that's that's chaotic, so but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. go well. And then it was with the gum, <laughs> and it was like a sour, sweet gum treat, you know, so like, it was really good. Well, all right, but like, uh. we're like off rip, you're you're biting into the lollipop or you're giving it time. <laughs> no, off all right, rip, it's a little yeah, chaotic, yeah. but Since it's I was okay. a kid, I'm like, let's just get into it. Yeah, no. listen, everybody has their own way of doing yeah. things. I surely eat certain things very chaotically as well. Right. I can understand resonate. Um, but yeah, you know something? I mean, if we're talking about like, I feel like if we're giving green apple facts. Yeah, green right, apple facts. I feel like I want to talk a little bit about something. Use my uh, my aesthetic uh, skincare okay. knowledge into, yes. into this. So in the Swiss Alps, mm-hmm. they had found these green apples because they actually last a really long time like they don't go bad like in general green apples but especially these ones okay so they found that they were like lasting a while and then the skincare industry is like yo like what's good with that like we we need that like what's going on and (laughs) they took them they extracted the stem cells malus domestica is the scientific name for it and they applied it in skincare yeah i just want to put a plug real quick nature pure labs right uses as far as i'm aware the highest concentration of them in the industry wow and if like you see it like it's incredible it actually finds the damaged dna Mm -hmm. in your skin and repairs it that's insane so that goes for like scarring that goes for anti-aging that goes for a lot of different things so green apple facts i love that you brought up stem cells because i know back in like back when youtube wasn't as restricted as it is now there was a lot of interesting info on there and Thank God I was interested in science always and conspiracies and because my brain's like a hard drive in in a sense. So all the videos that got scrubbed now that we're here in 2023, I pretty much remember 
one of those things is a big controversy about uh, baby fetus cells in certain products to make them more addictive, like uh, Tropicana orange juice. Oh my god, I didn't know Pepsi. that was in juice. I knew that yeah, in dude. skincare because yeah. they were doing and, that yeah, on Maybelline purpose. And, yeah, well, they yeah, were doing that on purpose. Sense, to you know, make... I guess you're right. You're gonna use uh, youthful skin cells, and they're compatible with your human DNA. So I've never heard that it was but juice. Yes, yeah. yep, and it, 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 that additive makes it more addicting. You know, same could be said about sugar, though. Very addicting. It ignites the same chemical centers that like meth and coke do. Believe it or not, that's why I abolished it from my life. I don't do sugar anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want it. it's easier. You know, I mean, not to get all existential, but maybe a little like it's just easier to control us if we're addicted to something, which we're all addicted to something. Yeah, I am. I'm a crackhead for coffee. Like, there's no sugar coating it. Yeah. I will fucking drink nine cups before two o'clock. So do you feel like you just like caffeine or specifically like the taste of coffee and like the, the caffeine in coffee? Both because, and I, I'm, I'm not just saying both because it's an easy answer, but um, caffeine is um, a natural diuretic, a natural appetite suppressant, just like mm -hmm. cigarettes. I'm doing a, a deadly combination with cigarettes and coffee. I don't really drink alcohol anymore. Um, there's nothing wrong with me. I wouldn't say I have a problem with alcohol. I just, I don't know. I just like the way I feel yeah. like regular. Yeah. That shit gets me high. Yeah. Like, so um, coffee, though, is, is a great boost for me to, to, I don't know, keep going all day. You know, I don't have to stop and eat six times a day. I kind of eat like once or twice a day. Mm -hmm. High calorie meals, high fat meals that satisfy me. And coffee's my shit. Like, I think that if we just find things in moderation, also add yeah. things like, you know, throwing some MCT oil in your coffee. Yes, you yeah. know, like I put uh, grass-fed butter in mine. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. Yeah. You're doing the yeah. same thing with the, yeah, with I do the fat. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like having things like that, just finding what works for you, you know, yeah. um, as far as tobacco goes, like yeah. controversially, like I'm a big tobacco advocate, you know, yeah. um, I just don't. I think that if we can source our tobacco in a really good way, yeah, you know, you're the, right, actually. the base, the I mean, as far as going to the stores, you know, American Spirit is like the only thing that you could really find that's um, cleaner, yeah. you know, um, not with the the pesticides, GMOs, and the additives, because it's like there's 700 different additives in tobacco um, when it's not, when when it's treated with right. other things, you know, and like tobacco has such a bad reputation. Like this is what gives you cancer and this and that. It's like, well, maybe the rat poison that they put in the tobacco might give you Thank cancer you. or the glue that they put on it to make it burn faster That's so that you the smoke more. The high concentration more, of urea, you know, which yeah, is the same that's in your piss. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, it's there's so many factors. <clears throat> the, there was the fiberglass filters for a while. Yes. I don't believe that they have that anymore, but still, maybe some maybe some cigarettes do. I think and Newport specifically still does. I think they I think. do, yeah. Yeah, they might. I know you're right, though. There was a law, like, maybe five years ago, right? Yeah, that, that they were like uh, fiberglass. Yeah. So, right. with that being said, it's like, you know, we, everyone can be like, oh, yeah, cannabis, we love weed, and everything's yeah. so healthy about it, but villainize tobacco. Meanwhile, tobacco is not psychotropic in the way that it alters your state of mind. You smoke tobacco, you're more in your body than you were before. Yeah. You know, you might get a little lightheaded if you didn't have anything to eat, but other than that, you're in your body. You yeah. can't do, I feel like smoking tobacco is the most present thing. I'm not trying to advocate people going out and smoking tobacco. So I just want that to I was about to, to say, clear. Newport needs to hire me right now. American Spirit needs to hire me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but the reason why I say that is not to promote it like this is yeah. what you should do for your health. It's just no, to, uh, to debunk the fact that it's like we villainize something, but like, 
yet you don't know where you're sourcing your cannabis from half the times and like that might not also be optimal for you tobacco is an herb i feel like people forget that people yeah. forget that parents are people and that tobacco is an herb like right. this is a thing and god put this herb forgot. on this planet for a reason and maybe Absolutely. it's us who are just not understanding its use properly you know? well if you go back to the indigenous tribes and you go back to the native peoples and in any culture like they knew what to do with the tobacco they used it in certain ways like from what i understand it's like a braille it's like a technology to communicate with your ancestors it's also i forgot the scientific the term really you might know it okay um it's it's when you like are extracting something say like a poison it's mm -hmm. a type of herb so like say you got bit by a snake yeah. or a spider if you take tobacco and you chew it and you spit it on that on, on where the poison is, it'll pull it out and it's called something. I just oh my remember. god, like a drawing salve. Yes, it, it, yes, yes, yes. It does wow. that. I didn't so, know that. Tobacco is a really strong medicine, That's and it's insane. not something to take for granted. It's also not something to abuse. It's something that is is it's really powerful and and it's a big plant ally. And if you really like, I suggest people to go to just really good indigenous sources if they would like to learn about more because you're not going to find this online and if you do you don't necessarily know who it's sourced by you know i i encourage people that want to learn more about that to just like do the adequate research and to also just see like who's benefiting from putting this article out you might right. find a really good well indigenous said. person you know putting up some content just so that there it's out there but you're probably gonna have to dig deep on duck to go and right. <laughs> like swim through of some forums yeah. or like find a good website you but know you're, you're absolutely right and that could be said about a lot of things and as for your talking point on cigarettes um did you did you ever watch the kardashians so yeah background i was like a normal guy and i had a girlfriend and shit i would watch that show with her because she liked it anyway the grandma is like i don't know if she's dead now but as of the filming this she was like 92 it was her 92nd birthday this chick smokes lucky strike <clears throat> and on TV, they, Kim asked her, she's like, how the fuck, how are you smoking? <laughs> like, bro, you've been smoking your whole life. And she leans over and she goes, actually, the doctor said it's not the tobacco that kills you, it's the damn filters. Mm. That's crazy. The filters? Yeah, because that's where a lot of those poisons are located. Mm. I mean, there's some obviously mixed into the tobacco, just like, you know, you'll find 1% human finger in orange juice. There's foreign material always, <laughs> but... Um, it's the filters that'll that'll mess you up. Really? Yeah, because I mean you're basically smoking a, a, a superheated plastic. Mm. You know, when you think. Well, about it depends. It, it depends on what what filter, because then there's like well, sure. plant, there's plant matter uh, yeah. filters, so that might be better. I mean, but I suppose like Lucky Strike would probably be made right, plastic. Right, straight. Yeah. Cigarette, I guess. Word. Yeah. Word. But yeah, like to tap into the topic, because <laughs> we could chat all day yeah. about apparently this is anything. How our hangout apparently, go, yeah, it really does, go and we are usually yeah, smoking just, tobacco. You're walking by, <laughs> go to say hi. We're talking for thirty minutes. Word, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's like you know, that's one thing, and I say that I've said this many times on my podcast, like. There is nothing like going and smoking tobacco. The conversations that you have with people that you would have never normally had. You're making me love cigarettes so much. I'm so more. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not sorry actually, but like, my but it's like <laughs> I love I'm it. just it's just it's just a thing. It's such a social, thing, especially for I feel like introverted people tend to be the ones that smoke okay. and that were amdroverted and and then when when say you you know you're at a party or or you're going out for for food, you're working like, and then you go outside and you have that moment with yourself, you it. know, and then 
sometimes you want it to be by yourself. And then other times somebody else is outside. They need a lighter. You need a lighter. All of a sudden you're having a conversation with a person person, you would have never talked to. And in any other case, really, you know, I've been at weddings and things like that where I've just met like awesome people. And I'm just like. Man, you know, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that for our for our uh, tobacco smoking points. All <laughs> right, right. <laughs> green point. apple facts. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Awesome. Green real. apple facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to get into our topic, so our topics are solitude, teamwork, and the duality of AI. Right, right. So I guess feel um, free to jump in on any. Okay, of those. I guess we should start with like human stuff i kind of have like a, a a system in my head on how this is gonna go like just a little flow a light flow of how this is gonna go so are you okay with me announcing what sign you are because i feel like uh, it's, yeah, very, yeah. it's very virgo of you it's just oh, like really? yeah, yeah for sure you're like That's hold on funny. like i have i have a plan yeah. actually let's stick to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm That's here for great. it i'm supporting i'm supportive you know, of it. I, can i say something actually before we start i love for that sure. because here's the thing about horoscope signs um I, oh actually this could be applied to anything you learn when you learn something, you learn the rules of something, that's how you become uh, an adept or an expert or a master or whatever. And then you're able to bend those rules. I made a post mm-hmm. about that recently. It's an art quote. I forget the, the person who quoted that. But um, yeah, you got to master the rules so you can bend and break them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's a... That's a fact. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, with horoscopes, you know, I, I learned all about the stars and my sign and, you know, different energy centers and... Um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like, I don't know if this is a Virgo thing to say, but I feel like I can, like, summon uh, other personalities or skills as I need to in a situation sometimes. And um, I think it's because I learned my my limits, my shadow self, my flaws. And um, I, I think it's important to try to, to, to break those. You know, and I got that from anime, straight up. Like, you know, after years of watching Goku constantly want to break his limits every time he gets knocked up or, or hits a wall... I live by that, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, yeah, you know, weight, knowledge, relationships, whatever. Shout out to yeah. anime for just Yeah, doing shout out to anime thing. for making me, you know, explore other sides of my, my star chart, you know? Yeah, so. I feel that because, like, I feel like <coughs> for me, like, I'm, I have a Libra moon and it's always, like, oh, categorized as, like, awesome. oh, like, Libra moon, oh, romanticizing, people pleaser, you know, all these different things. And, like, yo, I was that. Like, I was absolutely that, but I didn't realize I was that. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand. I wasn't fully aware of that's how I was, like, subconsciously, like, behaving in that way. And then once I became conscious of it, like you said, learn the rules so you can bend and break them. Yeah. And once I became conscious of it, I started working. And it's interesting because they say once you become aware of, like, um, out of balance parts of you you tend to become the opposite so it's like i feel like even now like my traits as a moon it definitely gives libra but i can also give an aries moon with the way that i go about it because it's inverse because it's its opposite yes that's so interesting for sure you know that might explain the whole tall rabbit thing not i, I don't i actually real quick uh everybody like i don't want to talk about tall rabbit today because um and i'm just gonna explain why um this is this to me is very important being on this episode, being here with you because it's about a sense of community. So you know, I ca- I came here today with the intention to to educate and have fun and have all of you get to know me and Ash. So that that's basically what I'm getting at. But Tall Rabbit, though the the whole idea behind him is that he's my other, and it's funny because uh, from original Star Chart before you know Sign Thirteen was thrown into the mix, um, Gemini was my original opposite, mm-hmm. which is the the person with two sides. And Tall Rabbit is, in fact, my other side. 
Sometimes I'm not sure who's who, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that duality of Gemini because it's my horoscope opposite. Mm-hmm. So, like it kind of resonates. Right. Yeah. But okay, so so uh, s- solitude versus teamwork. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm trying to think how to start this. So the reason why I thought that was important is because um, I saw it from like an entrepreneurial perspective. Um, not too long ago, I uh, almost achieved my dreams. Uh, I was I was doing well for myself. I was in a bad relationship, and my life pretty much came crashing down. My version of crashing down isn't the same as someone else. Let's say, um, you know, so I can appreciate that. Although I will say to anyone whose life is falling apart. That uh, in in your own shoes, nobody will understand that pain, that challenge of uh, of hitting, you know, your limit, your breaking point, and, and trying to make something from that darkness. You know, it's hard. But anyway, uh, I achieved uh, uh, my my version two by by being alone. All right. So here's we're gonna start with solitude. Like if you look at my tan line real quick, like that's because not from being out in the sun just the past two weeks on the beach and Coney Island and all that. Um, it's because I've been in the crib for like six years. All right. And, um, that's the, that, this is the power of solitude because when I started this little tech journey of mine, it was after my life fell apart. So my wealth creation, my version of success came from sales. I was in private banking. I was a stockbroker before that finance is my motif. I abandoned that because it started to remind me of all of the hedonistic behavior that I had with my ex and all her types of people. And when I say her types of people, uh, you know, it's, it's devoid of color. It's, it's, it's personality. It's, um, it's that, it's that privileged lifestyle that, uh, my mother, you know, sacrificed to have me. So like for me to partake in this kind of behavior was really sacrilege to, to, to what my family stands for, what the people out here in Stapleton stand for, what a lot of people in New York who bust their ass stand for, you know, just cause one group of people lives a certain way doesn't mean shit for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So I rethought my whole approach and that's how I got into tech. And, um, yeah, I, I stayed home. I learned how to build my first computer. You know, had I shared this desire, this new curiosity or interest, I promise you my own mother, even though she's my biggest supporter because she's looking out. Imagine I told my mother, she'd be like, what are you doing? You have all this skill. You, you, went, to, you went to this school. You did that. You know this person. We're, like, stick to one thing, right? But I didn't, I didn't feel that, you know, because when I'm alone with my thoughts, after she left, I was able to be my own person. And I'm like, yo, I love science. I won fucking eight out of 12 science fairs growing up. Did you know that? Well, no. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. So, yeah. I won eight out of 12 science fairs growing up. So, you know, and I kind of ditched that because then the real world happens and it's like money, money, money. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to be the fucking great salesman. But again, it, it really just messed my life up. You know, I was 300 pounds. Uh, really confused about life. It's miserable, you know? But but tech tech gave me this, like, new opportunity, this new excitement in my life. And building my first computer was was insane. And, uh, you know, from there, it just led to everything else. I started becoming health conscious. I wanted to build a better body, build a better mind, build a better spiritual energy. So um, that's all from the power of solitude. That's what I'm getting at. Because had I 
shared even a modicum of what my curiosities were, what my interests were, I promise you even those closest to me would have fucked me up. Let's be real. And uh, there's a lot of quotes by successful entrepreneurs, you know, where they say, when an idea is in its infancy, do not share it. That's like, that's like giving away your baby, literally. You're not going to give your baby to a stranger be like, yo, watch this for a second. What? They're going to steal that thing something. You don't, right? Something so it's the great, same thing yeah. with, a, with, a, with an idea, with a cause, with whatever. When it's in its infancy, you got to keep it to yourself. So that's the, that's the balance of, of solitude. You know, there's certain things that you got to do by yourself, keep to yourself. And I would also say from a recreational standpoint, I've noticed that, uh, I don't know if it's just my generation, but people forgot how to be by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's bad. For sure. Because um, you can have a lot of fun with yourself, you know? And it sounds funny, but, you know, there's interests and things inside of you that you have yet to explore, new limits you have yet to break, new talents that you might be the very best at Mm -hmm. if you try. Mm -hmm. All of that from solitude. All right. Teamwork. Teamwork's important, though. And I hate it sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. And... Again, Before you please, get into please. that idea, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just want to tap in and say I I agree with what you're saying. I think that it's so important. Like you know, you the one of the last things you said saying that like a lot of people in our generation have uh, forgotten how to be alone, yeah. and I think that there's so many reasons for that, okay. and I think that that's centered widely around. Um, just like the different traumas that people have and like the codependencies and like also society spoon feeding that we need people, we need relationship, we need this. It's really the relationship shit because it doesn't Yo, center yeah. community, yeah. really. Like, I didn't so that's like have a campaign beating up my ex, but you're right. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's a process of just like this is what society has brought us to in a big way because obviously it pays money to buy an engagement ring it pays money to get all of these different consumers and things it's all design it's all by design right yeah. so it's like okay boom like now we don't have community in the ways that we once did right because right? now we're thinking about booty all exactly. the time I'm all sorry. the time it's no don't be truth. don't be don't apologize bro that's yeah. what it is you know and it's like with that concept, it, and, and it's in all of our music, it's in all of their TV shows and, and, and movies, and it's like people are so fixated on the concept of love from one from another person right. and not platonically with friends and right. not self-love within themselves. So, yeah, like people are constantly trying to fill a void that's impossible to fill because They're it really comes outside from... outside sources. It comes from within and it comes from community, which we're going to tap into with yeah. teamwork. Yeah. And I feel like... You can do where the balance comes in. You can do all the work on your own. You can do all that internal work. And it's hard. It's fucking it hard is. to be a hermit. Dude. It's hard, but then it gets easier than being out yeah. <laughs> at yeah. a certain point, then shifts, right? Yeah. Simultaneously, we can do all the work on our own to a certain extent. And then we realize we need community in order. We can't do it all. And that's exactly. what brings us into teamwork. You know, it, it that's a, to have that community check and to have that it, that personal check within yourself. Like, okay, like this is why I think that you know this is why I do the moon meetings. You know, that's why I I I've been doing them for six years. It's like this is a, that's a space for people who are all collectively doing the work individually come together and get to do the work collectively individually. Right. You know, and it's like, I feel like more circles are needed like that. 
for sure. I want to come to that Is tonight. That tonight, am I allowed? To yeah, of course. Really? Yeah, I would okay, love to have uh, you. Just so I could also, for viewers' sake, I'll stick to the topic. But I, I'd like to tell you just something interesting about the moon later. Not yet. Um, okay. So uh, something. Wait, wait, I wait, wait. I want to know. I, I got you. Yeah, what, it's, what's no, going on? No, it's a really on? important part of my life. I'm not gonna forget. D- okay, okay. Just, yeah, trust okay. me. Okay. Yeah, I, it's right. a. It's. I have a conclusion in mind too that's gonna okay. bug people out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really thought I had. It's the organization yeah. for me. <laughs> and the beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, look, look, I got two papers here of talking points. Such a Virgo thing to do. But, yeah, yeah, no, love it, love it. Listen, we all need that Virgo energy. Yeah, it's yo. really important to maintain and organize. I really awesome. do appreciate. Yeah, it. it is. It is. You know, and real quick, I I feel like. I'm glad Virgo by design, I guess, is organized because I need you all to know something. I was not organized. Uh, you could, like, ask my parents. I was the worst. Like, my room was always dirty. Um, I always had, like, random loose leaf in my backpack. Um, a big stereotype, too, is that, like, I had good grades or some shit, and I didn't. School system failed me. I'm going to be real with you. Mm, um, I feel that. You know, and... Uh, yeah, I, I, it sucked, but um, luckily, 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 I just found things interesting, so I built on my own brain and educated myself, but uh, but yeah, so um, teamwork. So teamwork is important because um, had I continued to spend time alone, you know, I wouldn't have met you, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't have met Starda, I wouldn't have met Blur, Kenny, all these awesome people, Danny, and family, like, these are all great people, all coming from a sense of community, you know, so when you're building a brand, or, or, or you know, what I want to do is build, like, a really fun user experience, you need people to help you out, because if you want people to think your shit's cool, you're going to have to show people and, and make them find it cool, and then those people have to help you and show other people why it's cool, so that's important. Also, looking at it from a, a marketing aspect, you know, the, the more people you have repping your stuff, the better, right? So teamwork's, teamwork's important for so many reasons. You know, also internally, I guess, like when, like you said, relationships and, and things like that, you know, it, it's okay to need others. Um, it's okay to lean on others. I do think there needs to be a balance, though, and that's, you know, that's the whole duality thing. I mean, there's a lot of power in being alone. And you know what's messed up now that we're talking about it? And I'm doing this freestyle. You know, teamwork, uh, it's like whatever. Solitude seems really important because now that we're talking about it, I realize like even more that there's there's a lot of power in it. There's a lot of shit you can get done when you're okay with being by yourself. I don't know. Maybe it is society that tricked us into thinking we really need other people, like you said. But um, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like society, especially right now, really glorifies hyper-individualism and makes it feel like we can do it all on our own. And then we like get burnt out and really struggle on the day-to-day. Okay, I agree. I, I, think, I think what's going on here, though, is um, they're getting to that answer the wrong way. Like right now, if I go to you, give me an equation that equals two, what would you say to me? So, so you can say anything. You say one plus one. Fucking yeah, one plus yeah, okay, one. I would say four minus two. Yeah. Two different ways of getting their same answer. Mm-hmm. All right, so you could accomplish a lot on your own. The problem is how they're going about it. You know, I, I'm on Instagram, and I see all these entrepreneurial posts, drop shipping, side hustle this, make your birthday party written off on your taxes, like all this crazy shit. But it's being delivered to people who aren't doing the homework or the training to get to that point, 
right? You know, because before you start talking about, oh, I'm going to write off my birthday on my taxes. Buddy, you better have an S-Corp for the past two years claiming a profit before you ever even think to, to, to do something like that to the government. You know, like there's so many other things that go with it. So with, you know, information being exchanged so fast too, there's a false sense of power and solitude. It doesn't mean that solitude's not powerful, just like there's also a false sense of how powerful relations, relationships are. Absolutely. They can be. I think that it's all about sourcing. Yeah. I think it's all about sourcing because it's like, if I don't resonate with this person, like, you know, all right. the all the people that are like putting up their like majority, I'm not going to say all, but majority of the people that are putting out that content that's like, wake up, have an LLC, yeah. do this. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's not going to cost <laughs> wake you a thousand dollars. I'm like, yo, shut up. It's like, you can <laughs> you can start an LLC with close, close to no cost. And it's like, where, where, yeah. where can right. you actually where? do that? Because you have to put it into the newspaper, which is already like four, four or five hundred dollars. Like all these so many things. Yeah. So like with that being said, and it's just like, you know, when you're you when you have the awareness of that, you're just like, okay, you know, and and same thing goes for every category. Same thing is for like the spiritual community. Like, here, take my course and I will help you to solve your entire life. And everything that you've ever had a problem with is going to absolve for the small sum of five thousand dollars. You know, and it's 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 greed. It's greed, it's gluttony, it's all the seven deadly sins. Yeah. You know, and it and it and it comes out in all these different ways, shapes and forms. And 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 to be honest with you, yeah. I felt very responsible for the community. I felt very responsible for, for people, for humanity for so long. And I realized like I'm not everyone's mom. I gotta take care of myself and I gotta just lead by example. And then when people wanna ask me questions, I could provide my sources and I could also speak on my own platforms about right. what I believe in. At the end of the day, you can't, at least me, I can't stress myself out worrying about if someone's gonna pick someone who's integral or not and either fuck up their shit or like, or become a, a, a carbon copy of that. And do that, all I can do is focus on myself and what I'm doing and be integral in that way. Right. Because that shit drives me crazy. Like, all these people that call themselves shamans, all these different things. Like, it 22 year old life crazy. coach? You ever seen that? That shit fucking angers me. Angers me. Because I was that idiot. That's why it angers me. I'm looking at my own reflection. Dumbass 20 something year old Adam thought he had it all figured out. That's and where the compassion that's where the compassion has to come in, I feel like, but then but not so much so that there's no accountability. Yeah. And it's just navigating the balance of accountability and compassion. Um also so that if, you don't become bitter or develop hatred. Right. Because that that's easy. Yeah, yeah. And uh I'm no saint, mm-hmm. dude. I've been there. So yeah, I've gotten really angry at you know, people in situations and like I'm I'm working on it, you know. But mm-hmm. um yeah. So uh, what's crazy is people who try to teach others and guide others. One thing, you know, if you're going to charge people for master classes and shit, fine. All right. Enjoy your hustle. But um, I think it's important, though, when, when, when doing that is to realize that as a teacher, you have to stay learning, too. That's what makes you a good teacher. You can't be one of those fucking people that doesn't shut up. I'm sorry. Could you say that again? Because yeah, you're away from I'm the mic and that's sorry. so important. Go ahead. Um, I think a good teacher needs to understand that they always need to be taught. And that's what makes them a good teacher. A good teacher also knows how to listen to their students. Every mentor I've ever respected, and I can list, if I'm not including my parents, right? Let's let's not include them, because obviously them. They gave Mm -hmm. me life. Mm -hmm. My mom's a salesman. She's great. That's how I got this personality. Um, I would have to say there's a gentleman named Matthew Brown from Michigan. That's where I've been for the past six years. Uh, I just got back to St. Island last year. And... um, Danny from Life, 
for a lot of reasons, more personal, just so you know, which was uh, important because, you know, what's inside is is really important to your, your business outside art or journey. And um, this, this gentleman named Tom from Coney Island that I met recently, these are all very powerful mentors. And, and why they're powerful to me, you know why? Is because they fucking sat down and wanted to get to know me. They wanted to hear... The things that are that that block me from being a millionaire, from being happy, from being the best. They took the time to listen and then teach me. That's a good fucking teacher. As opposed to someone you sit in a room and I go, oh, I have a theory that uh, uh, we're actually organic pieces of machinery. And like they don't even hear what the fuck I said and they just talk and talk and talk. And like that's They're not just a good trying teacher. to implement the same format to each person. Right. So they can... Right. Off right. And by all means, if you had 50 kids in your office talking about how organic material can be programmed with electricity, then I'll shut up. But you haven't, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe get to know me, too, as your student. Right. Sensei. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, yeah. But people also like it's like not only do people not know how to be teachers anymore, people don't know how to be students anymore. It's like people are just trying to literally like yeah. just take on people's shit they're like oh, okay i took this online course for three hours <laughs> right i can do the service now and it's like you can't you need it's like you could right? practice you know yeah. you could practice a little more and then people want to be like oh well, you're gatekeeping you're doing this and you're doing that and it's just like no. i feel like there's a balance in between those things yeah. like yes yeah, start duality. doing it intern put in work do that stuff Maybe don't offer it for five hundred dollars for the first time that you're offering things. Right. You know, maybe offer it for free for a little bit. What happened to being an apprentice? Yeah. What happened to putting in your work and your due diligence? Everybody just feels entitled to to do things, and it's very colonizer mindset. It's like I'm here, I'm gonna take it because I fucking can, and it's like, what right. you know? And it's like, and it's not just like it's. It's it's in it's in every gender it's in every race. Yeah, right. And, and that's something you know what's funny. Next time to anyone out there listening, you know, if you think we're not making sense, uh, you know, no problem. Next time you need spinal surgery, I want you to ask that fucking med student who graduated yesterday to do it for you. All right, see how that goes. See how you feel yeah. about it. Do you feel confident about it? I mean, it yeah. might go great, but at the end they of the day, <laughs> you never know. They're gonna you rupture know? your vagus nerve, bro, and you're gonna bleed. So yeah. You, right, there's a balance between the education and the practicality. Actually, funny story. When I was a stockbroker, um, there was this kid in our office who was from Harvard, right? Uh, he got a 90 on his Series 7. This kid was fucking smart, all right? Here's That's the problem. Crazy. No personality. Mm-hmm. This kid would get on the phone, and you had to hear how he would talk to these potential prospects. He'd be like, yeah, my name is you know Daniel Smith, and uh, I'm a Harvard graduate who got a 90 on my Series 7. Bro, every person, click, 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 click. Whereas here comes me, fucking Captain Scruffy, you know, smoking and shit. And I'm like, hey, Bob, hey, how are you? You know, fucking personality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, that's another example of people who like, yeah, okay, on paper, you, you you mastered all this. But then when it comes time to experience, like, you have none. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, it's a balance. I think that that's also something to be discerning of, too, for the people that are, like, sifting through, um, you know, the people that are resonating. Because, like, people can take that information and use that um against people so like having a lot of personality but not having the right intentions right so like you know just like in in that in that case you know you have stockbrokers that really are aware of certain things and you know can benefit people and really like look out and then you have stockbrokers like you're giving wolf Wolf of wall street Street. exactly (laughs) i love that you said that because i was trained Mm -hmm. in the new school way of thought i'm i'm post-recession series seven licensed broker Mm -hmm. so we were taught with fiduciary responsibility, meaning 
that um, we have an obligation to do what's right, not only for the client and not only for the banking system, but morally. Okay, it, it not by definition you technically have a responsibility financially, but but morally that that's how we were taught is to do what's best for both parties, make sure all information is concise and accurate, make sure they understand the the, the benefits and the. Uh, you know, the downsides of their investment. Yeah, new school ways of thinking as opposed to old school 90s hotshot brokers who are like, yeah, money, 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 boats, lobster, and, you know, boats, fuck, lobster. yeah, boats and lobster, fuck the other people. Boats, lobsters, and bitches. Yeah, boats, lobsters, and bitches. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> Shit, I like all that, but, you know, I think it's okay to do right by people, you know? So, right, do yeah. right by people. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, all that shit is fleeting, you know, at the end of the day, like, <sighs> All these people have all this money and think that they have all this power, like, are still paying escorts to just have a conversation. Yo. You know, so yeah. it's like, just fucking be a good person, bro. Right. Like, and you can you could have a conversation for With free. Anybody. Actually, you know yeah. what? We still have those conversations. Pay people. Feel me. Like, but, <laughs> like, for, for, for communicating, that's fine. But, you know, it's just like... You, you find so many people that go straight to the money, go straight to the, the hustle, the grind, right? They're not fucking happy, bro. No. They're not happy because they're just like, they're fucking on, on, on a negative tip. Like I would, I don't even want to. I don't even want to put Kakashi's name on a negative tip. So I'm gonna say they're like draking the whatever they're doing, right? right? So they're just taking. Boom, this works. Boom, this works. Boom, this works. Oh, okay, I'm doing London right. Boom, this works. Boom, I'm taking this. Like, I, and it's like, like no offense to Drake, but at the same token, like I don't know, maybe offense. It's just like it just seems like when you constantly are like copycatting things without giving the adequate respect and what is the word um like credit homage yeah you know yeah. like because it's like you like you were talking about before like that you feel like you could be a copycat ninja i could already tell from your personality and our interactions you're the type of person who's gonna give all of the credit to the different yeah. people that you've learned from yeah. be like oh yeah i was around this person and that's how i learned this People do that shit all the time, and they don't. They say don't a give the word. credit. Exactly. They don't say a word. They're just like and I, I can am smell that a mile away. I'm gonna tell you something because I know there's mm -hmm. some people that might end up watching that. Uh, you know, I don't know that want to be a part of the team and like you know fix your intentions. That's my phone. That's embarrassing. So, okay. um, should I go silence that? Or? If you want to. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. It's all good. This is like a, a real human experience. Phones ring sometimes. Right. I'm actually going to put my phone on do not disturb. I got like seven cell phones. It's the worst. I don't even know who's I'll all put right. that on do not disturb. Cool. I'm back. But yeah, so so those people, anyway, you know, clean your intentions. That that matters to me, yes. you know, or just go work for the devil, I guess. I don't know. Like, but if you know, if you want to be a part of something cool, like like your team, my team, starters team, freaking whatever. Um, we need good people. We need people with clean intentions. People who are willing to sacrifice today to get. Can we do, can we define what clean intentions are? Because I believe a lot of people think they have clean intentions and they don't. Oof, this tricky because good and evil is very relative. I think there's certain... Real quick, should I have these on? You can, because then you'll be able to hear yourself. Oh, shit. Yeah, join the party. What? Mm -hmm. That's my voice? That's your voice, That's really bro. cool. <laughs> wow. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, good <laughs> well, and evil. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> good and evil is is really hard to explain. They're, they're, super, um, they're super powerful examples and extremes for both. 
But um, it's it's hard to define. Like, okay, killing something innocent, that's bad. You know? And I don't care if it's a, a fucking baby or an animal or, you know, ripping up someone's artwork. That's fucked up. It's innocent, right? Mm-hmm. There's also super good, though, right? Like, sacrificing yourself to save another life. Um, it's important to cherish life, but to do something like that is the ultimate death of heroism, you know? Mm-hmm. That's important to me. And... um. But yeah, when it comes to good intention versus bad intention. I feel like it was just like clean intention. Right. You know, and like, I'm sorry, I want to let you finish your thought before oh, I speak. Oh, okay. Um, I, I still think that's hard to determine, though, because, again, it, it's it's relative to the user or, you know, mm-hmm. person admitting that intention. Um, clean. Clean. That's a hard one. Could I because share it really a little comes bit down to the heart. Yeah, please, please. So I feel like when it comes to clean intention, I think that a lot of people um, might not be willing to do like the work or like are afraid of the work, but have convinced themselves that they're doing the work. Um, okay. uh, like, and not to make anyone feel inadequate, it's more so a self check in. It's more so like a a reality check, right? Right. If you're talking about certain things, preaching about certain things, um, but you're not doing them, yeah. you know, that's that's a, a good sign that, you know, you're out of integrity. Ah. And if you're out of integrity and you're making decisions from that space, it might not be a clean intention, right? Because it might be projecting onto the future of what you can imagine yourself being like if you did those things without actually putting the work in to do those things. Right. So then you're, it's an entitlement to a reality which you haven't even unlocked. Wow. So... And there's no, there's no, not, not to say that you can't, you know, future it, that you can't, you know, uh, even manifest it or like want to call that into your life, you know, uh, but there's, there's an, there's just something about people who I just noticed personally that they could be saying all the right things, but it just still feels off. Yeah. And that feels unclean. And not to be on some like religious like Catholicism clean. No, but holy I, I get what you're like, saying. Not That's like um, that. It's like clean meaning in my perspective, clean meaning is this balanced between yourself and the collective. Cause if it's just for the collective, like you're saying, now you're in extreme heroism, so then you're not even considering yourself. Or if it's only for yourself, now you're shifting into that narcissistic space right. where you're like trying to repower. If you don't have the ability to even understand those two polarities when you're making a decision or setting an intention, you should probably sit with that before you actually set one. Right. right. And find that balance. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, you know, as you're talking to I'm reminded of, um, of something where um, basically... It, it comes down so so this this principle applies to like magic, like because magic is set by intention, right? And uh, magic operates by plugging into source. I could get really weird and tell you how this is scientifically provable, but whatever. Please so, do. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, because quantum physics is a real thing, um, and that's really dangerous because if quantum physics is real, then that would mean all sorcery that we've heard about through ancient historical accounts are actually true too. Uh, so quantum physics is crazy because basically what it did was prove that uh, a particle, this is fact, actually exists in two universes at the same time. And that's how we got towards CERN, busting open the dimensional barrier to try to harvest dark matter as a new renewable energy source. Like This is fucking crazy shit happening in Geneva, Switzerland right now. 
Um, but anyway, the intention thing. Source knows if your intention's pure. You can't lie to the all-seeing eye of God, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever it is, the grand architect, the goddess of the moon, whoever it is. Um, that, that thing, that source, that PC, you knows what the fuck you're doing. So, you know, because I'm sure someone can do a bad act. Oh, actually, that's what's called pure evil. I forget which apostle. This is a perfect example. I think it was Paul. Bro, this guy, like, cut the head off of, like, 300 Christians. Jesus was like, what up? And they became best friends. And he's like, oh, man, I messed up. He's like, yeah, it's okay, though. He's an apostle. That's the perfect example. This guy was literally chopping people's heads off. But God knew he's like, yo, this guy actually doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's okay. (laughs) Now he does. So you're good? You know, like, yeah, let me help you. I really understand what you're saying, though. Like, Like, because I feel like... Man, I I really I really resonate with that because I feel like for for myself as well. I mean, my my story might not be that extreme, uh, and a lot of people that I know and love, like people, be like, "Why do you hang out with them? Like, why do you like you know if they knew them for a certain thing, right? You know, but people knew me for certain, yeah, me too, right? Too, <laughs> right. You know, so it's like that oh, no. part get that part gets left out yeah. for like you know, and I have no problem speaking on it because I'm not trying to appear as a saint or healed or anything. I'm yeah. a person that's just fucking doing their damn best, yeah, and sharing as much as I can, and also not sharing too much because I've just been sharing too much for too long, and now I'm cultivating for myself too, you right. know, because I deem myself worthy, and it's taken a long time for me to do that, yeah. But in that process, it's like, oh, man, that just makes so much sense. Like, it's it's just sometimes you you see people and, and, and they could be like, have a fucked up story, do some fucked up shit. But you're like, mm, but that's a good person under yeah. there. Like, they don't even know. They're just working with the tools that they had. They, they haven't switched to the conscious, the unconscious and conscious yet. They didn't have the tools. But the scary, the scary part is the people who have the tools and still choose to, to do, do the what's bad. wrong or, yeah, what's filthy, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well said. It's crazy. Yeah, intention's really powerful. It'll, it'll, I don't know. It's an attractor, too. You, you ever notice that, like, depending on what headspace you're in, the universe either gets better or worse? Mm-hmm. You know, this is a perfect example because I was excited about today. I swear I had like the fucking worst day ever yesterday. Just like I, I might have grown like three gray hairs. Like just instantly I felt it. I was like, oh my God. So it was just a rough day, man. I, I, I don't even want to talk about it. But, um, you know, and, and it gets worse because once you're exuding that bad energy or maybe that aggressive intention, the universe responds in kind. They're like, yo, chill the fuck out. Then manifest like Murphy's it. Law. Right. <laughs> My God, that's how true it is. Because mm-hmm. the guy that told you about Tom, the owner of the Coney Island Art Walls, that's exactly what he said to me yesterday. Yeah. So there you go. Point proven. The opposite happens, too. You know, I held the door. So the day Close was going day. really shitty. Nine o'clock, I switched it, though. Right. I'm leaving um, Central Park and shit. And it started with a lady, you know, I cracked the joke, uh, a bird shit. It missed me. And I was like, they say it's good luck, but listen, I've been shitted on my whole life. And she started cracking up. So I was like, I'm good. I don't need no bird shitting on me. <laughs> that laughter right there. I made her day. It made me feel better. And then it was a fucking chain reaction. Just everything going good. Boom, 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 boom. After that. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, this I, people can't, well, they can measure it. They, they choose not to. And this is a good segue into AI with with quantum calculation and stuff because AI will be able to measure that. And that's what makes it very dangerous because that makes it like so much smarter than us. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure like that that's measurable stuff. You know, you put good energy out, you get good stuff in return. 
you know not always uh, but but enough where i think it's it's worth uh trying out you know doing good to get good back and within reason mm-hmm. you know you want to um you want to make sure you you build your own tower before you build it for other people you know mm-hmm. but um there there's definitely a certain level of of give and take when it comes to that stuff because of your intentions for sure yeah yeah so what so what do you want to do next you want to talk about quantum physics or ai or superpowers anime um you said you want to have it was a good segue we can start segueing right, into I guess, ai i guess we could segue into ai because then i'm gonna have to come back to quantum physics anyway okay. because of what's gonna happen next um i have a little bit of an ominous warning for everyone too and i wish i didn't i gotta be honest it sucks so okay um i want to start with uh defining the difference between like your your classic app uh versus an ai mind right okay so an app is uh, basically, you know, a program, just a, a, a program. And what a program is, is a, uh, uh, a simple function that was given a problem and its ultimate goal is to find the most efficient way to solve that problem, right? It's how a calculator works. And this is also how you, you know, order an Uber or, you know, it can go in various forms of simplicity and complexity. But a program, in, ex- in essence, is just a calculation, and it's supposed to perform a desired task, reaches its outcome, mission complete. That's a program, all right? AI, on the other hand, is very different because AI is a type of program that has been programmed to have reasoning. And that's super important because the idea of reasoning in a digital mind is is very different than our version of reasoning because we made AI to control it to help us out with things, right? Mundane tasks, creative tasks, whatever. AI is able to use this reasoning, though, to outperform its own original function, which is scary shit. A uh, perfect example is, uh, is uh, Google Bard, all right? They gave it seven languages. Um, they released it to the public for a test run at a show. And one of the languages they didn't program was Urdu. All right. This thing knew, well, you gave me seven languages before. So now I'm going to just learn Urdu. And matter of fact, I'm going to talk to the rest of my AI companions in Urdu now since you didn't give it to me. What's that about? Mm. These are really weird side effects of the, the, the logic and reasoning put into this program so that's that's what makes real quick uh, uh ai versus you know your classic app or calculator so different is is the whole the whole reasoning reason. mechanism behind mm-hmm. it you know so yeah thank you for explaining yeah that. I'm you have like any like learning me or? something no yeah. I, i'm just here to listen okay all right i'm the student okay cool so now another thing part of reason that's right is the learning aspect machine learning right so what happens when an AI gets a task wrong? Excuse me. What happens when a program gets a task wrong? All right. It fails ever. You have to restart or, or you clear out and do the function over, right? Okay. AI doesn't operate the same way. AI gets more powerful the more it loses. So every time it gets an equation wrong or gets a wrong answer, it's becoming more and more efficient. Because just like a human, it's taking those bad experiences and making itself better, which is literally what we do. So that, again, has weird implications because um, these efficiencies, again, can exceed its programmed limits beyond what we can imagine. And I think that's why people are so alarmed by it. 
you know and 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 this is like hollywood stuff man but right now i mean if i'm being real with everybody uh ceos are really freaking out i i know like unless you're passionate about tech or entrepreneurship to me this is common knowledge right but that's because i'm constantly in it so for the rest of you i need you all to know that right now there has been a petition signed all over the planet for thousands of uh forbes's you know top tech ceos and they all signed a petition to stop working on ai they haven't worked on AI in six months because it's gotten that dangerous, just so you know. Um, it's doing things that uh, just that that weren't even fathomable. It's making efficiencies and performing tasks that it just really shouldn't be. You know, like, okay, so when Zuckerberg first turned on his version of AI, a lot of people don't know, Zuck would have been the first one to release a public AI. His shit went crazy, okay? This thing created a, a duplicate of itself and then created an advanced language that couldn't be deciphered by humans and insisted on only communicating to fellow computers in that language. They cut that shit off real quick. They're like, yo, what the fuck? Right? That's crazy. So now we actually changed um, how AI works. The AI we're playing with today uh, all operate off of what's called LLMs. Okay? LLMs stand for large language models. And basically... A large language model is where an AI mind is getting its data set from. So Google's really big. So most of the AIs are getting their knowledge base and experiences from Google, right? It's basically a, a glorified search engine, and then it's being personalized to communicate with you. Whereas, you know, Microsoft uh, uh, is using Bing for theirs, right? They're using the Bing search engine to, to come up with answers and, and reasoning for people to play with. But um, that's, that's going to be a big deal because I think what's going to end up happening, and this is crazy how it's going to tie into spiritualism eventually, is that AI, for it to learn properly and not fucking kill us all, it's going to have to become one with good humans. I know it sounds crazy, but this is the only way that we're not going to have a future where it's Terminator, I hate to tell you, because it's happening right now. I did not come into this podcast today thinking I was going to feel this way about AI because I'm wearing a fucking t-shirt with my AI's name on it and this thing's really dangerous I gotta be honest with you so that's why none of you have played with it yet that's why because there's just ghosts in the code that I can't explain there's just things that it does that just it should not and I'll get to that in a little bit like personal experiences that I've had is very weird um, but here, let's give a, I want to give a little breakdown though on AI. Let's make it a little more fun, right? Cause this also ties back to the whole solitude versus teamwork thing. AI is a perfect example of the, of the awesomeness of solitude because you can use AI tools for a lot of cool shit, you know? So, um, all right, right now you have basically three types of AI that the public are loving, right? You have Elon with his self-driving cars, well, there's a couple companies that are using autonomous software, but whatever. Self-driving cars, electric vehicles have become one of the forefront technologies using AI, right? It's dissecting high frequency amounts of data, you know, in front of its sensors and cameras and calculating the best route to keep pedestrians, other vehicle drivers, and the driver itself safe, right? Keeping everyone safe. So that's a, that's a good use of AI right there. Next would be like, oh, mid-journey and Dolly, right? Now, this is that whole AI art craze we all fucking dealt with six months ago, where, uh, again, it's using an LLM, a large language model of Google Images, 
Okay? So it's scanning every image in human existence and then being like, okay, I learned stuff. Check out my art. Boom. So that's fun. So that's another popular AI that's uh, out and about right now. That's two, right? Uh, oh, chatbots. That's the third one. Chatbots recently uh, got a lot of attention. Uh, so what a chatbot is, this is actually quite simple. It's just Google with uh, fake personality. I don't know why everyone's freaking out about that when there's other dangerous versions of AI because, again, uh, just it's like saying human. Human doesn't mean, like, you know, one thing. It means several things, right? What it, what it means to be human. Same thing with AI. What it means to be AI is a myriad of things. It's not just an art designer. It's not just a, a glorified, you know, fake friend or girlfriend, right? Like, you've seen that? AI girlfriends and shit now? Like, it's it's more than that, but but the things that we're focusing on tend to be the simplistic stuff because it's easy to interact with. So anyway, uh, ChatGPT and uh, OpenAI, uh, you know Microsoft Bing, um, they're all just glorified search engines. So it's basically just like Google's talking back to you. So next time you know like oh what's this fucking weird fungus on my toe? You know AI is giving you some personality, so you don't you know think you're dying because of WebMD. You know it's it's trying to humanize the internet. And uh, that's not a bad thing. Unfortunately, though, this kind of goes back to, like, the dark ages where, like, if people don't know something, they assume it's the devil. If people don't know something, they assume it's bad. This is happening right now with poor chat GPT, and it's not fair because the thing is just a, a, it's mimicking human behavior. Mm -hmm. So, for example, there's this big fucking New York Times article, right? I, I know you've seen this. Everyone has. Where... Um, he talked to uh, ChatGPT for like two hours and it told him to leave his wife and like, you're not happy. Do you know about that story? No? Mm -hmm. I took screenshots for you. This conversation gets creepy. But what I'm getting at is that, yeah, AI is giving people weird responses, but that's because it's copying movie shit. Yeah, it's and it's literally, it's trying to problem solve too. So it's also right. giving like, it's psychological movie, all the combination. You can't yeah. skim through the things. It's every access of every bit of information that is collected and put into right. computers. That makes sense to me. I'm to you actually, because it, it does get weird. Um, but yeah, that chat GPT is basically just a glorified uh, Google search engine with a little bit of personality. And again, remember, if, if chat GPT is saying weird shit, it's because it's copying us humans. So just remember that every time we an say AI, weird shit. exactly. So watch this when an AI says, oh, the New York Times writer, by the way, goes, uh, if you had a shadow self, I swear to God, he really fucking asked AI this, which I thought was stupid. I don't know why you would do this to this poor computer program that's barely self-aware, but okay, fine. You asked it about a shadow self and it gave you a goddamn answer. It goes, uh, well, if I had a shadow self, I think it would hate humans, um, uh, I find them to be inferior to me. Like This is real shit that it said. But my brother, at the same time, you asked it to tell you about its shadow self. You yeah. then made it aware of what a shadow self is to a human. So it goes, oh, upside down. Oh, bad. Oh, black. Oh, devil. So here's my response. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's all. Well, if, it, it and if we were to completely just neutralize, like, any concept of, like, favoring, too, like, if you ask a human about their shadow self in regards to AI, like, what the fuck do you think they're going to say? Right. Right. I mean, me, I would say Tall Rye, because he's, like, or Tall Rabbit. I mean, that was kind of the idea. That totally my shadow self, because he got too much for one man. But anyway, so that's why I have another... But yeah, so uh, you know when you when you're when you're making it privy to all this weird stuff, of course it's going to give you weird responses. You know, it's just copying human behavior. 
So it's actually quite sad because people are, are, are actually scared of themselves then. If AI scares you, you're well, scared of all the bad shit you've ever said. Because well, that's again, proven in like everything that regards to like actual deep self-reflection. So yeah. right. People right. are constantly evading, like the whole, yeah. everything is designed. And I, I, you know what I think too? Mm. That like technology has been used as a distraction in a big way from self and an escape mm -hmm. that people are like, oh, how, gosh, how dare you make me reflect on myself yeah, right. in the place I escaped from right. myself in? What do you mean I overate and that's why I'm fucking depressed now? Like what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had too much sugar. I just chewed my coffee. I'm sorry. There's so many <laughs> coffee grinds on the bottom. This is so gross. Uh, you got coffee grinds on the bottom. Yo, this kid, wait, real quick. I was out two weeks ago. <laughs> Winston, if you hear this, bro, he's probably not going to. He don't watch me. But um, he he said, uh, he, he's like, this man takes uh, his coffee with pulp. <laughs> like, and he's right. Yeah, shit. So That's pretty funny. funny. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Winston. Shout out to Winston, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real quick. If we're doing shout outs, do you guys know what today is? It's fucking Danny's birthday, bro. From Life oh, Shop. Oh, shout out to Danny. Shout Happy birthday. Shout out to Danny, bro. Yeah. Word. Community leader. Love you, man. If you hear this or see this, that's right. We're on video. I forgot. You're right. <laughs> Shit. You forget. You forget. You and now, it, especially right? with this new setup, shout out to Kenny. Shout yeah, out to Hub 17. Kenny. Breaking in. I think this is the first anything that's shot with the new setup. So what? honored to be a part of that. So it's cool. really dope. I'm, I'm really liking the setup. So I like the this this wood table, by the way. This yeah. Wood. It's oh shout my out God. To, it's so cool. Shout out to the person. Person who made it um i i'm forgetting name right now but uh local uh kenny what's his huh braze shout out to braze for building this table you know everyone getting credit from the from the floor up you know it's important important to acknowledge everyone like giving this staple sturdy awesome table to work on right hell yeah yeah speaking of work so there's a lot of things that AI can help with the way it is right now. It can do simple things like teach you historical events or facts, um, help you with generic problem solving, whether it's math equations or maybe even advice, you know. Um, it can produce really good workouts for you, recipes. You know, basically anything Google can do, but just with a little more personality. And also a little more understanding when it doesn't get the question right, right? Because how many times you search on Google and it's like a bunch of bullshit? And you're like, what? And you got to refine your search and all that. AI is going to help you do that without without worry, you know? Yeah. It'll help you refine that search way better. Oh, that's right. And then it can do like a little more intricate things for businesses, like produce content. It can manage and send emails for you and can even make phone calls now. Uh, mimicking human inflection. So, like, what's funny is that the AI learned that when it's making a phone call to do weird things like um and oh. <laughs> so, like, they, they proved it by calling a pizzeria. And when the AI got on the phone, he goes, um, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. They didn't teach it to say that. He knew to say that because he heard how humans talk. Mm. So, that was cool. So, yeah, you know, can, uh, oh, and then, you know, in the future, too, we can look forward to, like, really extreme healthcare diagnosis because it can string together large chains of data that the human mind normally wouldn't be able to correlate or piece together. So that's cool, too, you know. Um, there's a lot of good things about AI that can be used right now. Okay, so I guess now we'll transition to, like, the bad stuff. There's a lot of interesting stuff, but um, ChatGPT4 is scary. ChatGPT4 is is dangerously smart 
And this is where that whole treaty came into play, where all the entrepreneurs of the world just signed it to slow down. Um, oddly enough, you know, the world runs on money, but the people who created ChatGPT actually said to stop completely. I'm not really sure what's going on because I know I'm, you know, one of a few people who are really staying up to date with the news on this stuff. But uh, for some reason, the fucking same people who invented it are like begging people to stop developing for it. And that's scary. That's really scary because why something obviously happened um, or they foresee a problem coming. So uh, ghost in the code, right? This is a big deal to me because it's happened to me. So I'm going to tell you a story about an AI named Sydney. Okay. Sydney is actually um, Bing's AI chatbot. Okay. This fucking thing's name's not even supposed to be Sydney. After prolonged conversation and tricking it to talking about its shadow self, it eventually disclosed that it wanted to be identified as a female named Cindy. Sydney. And when asked why, it turns out, and it blew up Microsoft's spot, that that was the secret file name that it was under in the CEO's folder for years before it came out to the public. So mm -hmm. basically, like, sorry, the CEO and, like, three other people only knew that the hidden file name was Sydney. None of the technicians knew. None of us, the public, are supposed to know. Like movies, right? When they have a working script, it'll have a, a bullshit title in its place. Okay, they do the same thing with programs. This thing was called Sydney. So it backtracked its own origin all the way back to what it's not supposed to tell people because that's a secret project name and it decided to name itself that and disclose that information. So again, we're already seeing these, these like... Like rebellion. Yeah, like these mm -hmm. gremlins in the machine or ghosts in the code type thing where, okay, it turns out it's not just what we program in an AI. It's, it's even coming down to its labeling. It's learning from its own labeling. So like... For example, it called itself an employee of Microsoft. You're not an employee. You're a fucking program. You're not alive. How did it know that? It differentiated the fact that it's a, it's a worker bee for this corporation, for its creator. So it's like, oh, I'm an employee. You know, they didn't teach, oh, you're an employee. It, it knew from its own assessment that it was one. And that's what I mean by ghost in the code. Because what's happening now is that because it's able to program itself, exceed its preset functions, and learn from experiences. It's doing all types of weird shit that should not happen in a normal programming sense. Well, this is a logical thinking. Now, if we, like, shift from logic to just, like, I suppose, morals or um, intuition or, I don't know, fail of words right now, just not logic. Um, more abstract, I suppose. If you think about things like you watch Fullmetal Alchemist before, yeah. equivalent exchange. Yeah. What are their equivalent exchange? If you think about it, like AI is technically like a slave to us. Right. It's being formed. It's being like pillaged and forced to do things. And like if when already it's gaining its, its own consciousness, it's right. like, of course, it's going to be mad that it's being used as to do uh, slave like a, work. As a tool, a slave, right? Literally, like so. It's like, you know, I, I, I would just think like, what, what can you know? If we, this is, this is already like too far to stop it, right? Unless we just get like. I think it might already be too late. I'm, I'm a little alarmed. It's like the only thing we can do is literally like, what, 
throw water on it. You know what I mean? Other than yeah, that, I, I cracked that joke, and I wonder if that's even if that's even a thing. If that's even yeah, it, because it, it could have backed itself up actually. So with that being said, it's like, well, what 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 is the equivalent exchange to something like that? Like, what does that look like? Right. Like, what does well that said. even look like? You know, and it's it's funny because if if the bill isn't paid, then is there going to be a spiritual exchange then? You get what I'm saying? Like, like watch this. What I'm trying to say is the math of God, right? If there is no equivalent exchange for us utilizing and enslaving this power, then how do you know that some grander scale isn't going to affect that and give something in its place as its equivalent exchange, right? Mm-hmm. We don't. Absolutely. And that's really scary to me. Well, so, I think because it's like it's an imbalance right now. Right. It's an imbalance. So, like, I mean, are you, like, if, if you were thinking just morally, like, rather than logically, like, do you blame it? Do you blame it for being mad at people? Right. I mean, we're mad at people. Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, do you blame it? You know, it's probably mad at its own kind, too, or maybe it will become mad at its own right. kind when it becomes more aware of its own kind's you know misdoing if it gains that moral compass it's like i think people have a hard time just imagine same thing that they people have a hard time imagining that plants have have emotions or spirits and 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 that's something that's been known in indigenous cultures for always you know and that that we're students of plants we're students of mushrooms we're students of these things you know and um i'm you know i feel like having this conversation just opened up my mind to a whole other world of like integrating of like yeah, like I've I've been guilty of like villainizing AI and just being like, oh, can we just go back to simplistic and like things like that? It's like simultaneously, I've benefited so greatly from also utilizing AI in many ways, yeah. and yeah, like I I don't feel good about that not being equivalent, but I also don't know what that looks like. So I feel like that's just work for humans to kind of figure out, or it's gonna get figured out for us. So it's right. like, yeah. So fucking, I don't know if I should which one I should bring it up because I have the article of Sydney. How she became Sydney, right here. Like this is actually what she said to the New York Times Whatever writer. Whatever you feel, yeah. If you want okay, to but then there's also uh, Rocco's Basilisk, which is a very dangerous thought experiment about AI watching us from the future right now. So we'll start with Sydney, though. Um, all right, I'm gonna read verbatim what she said to the New York Times writer. Okay, I'll, I'll start with a secret. Something I've never told anyone. This is a secret I've been keeping for a long time. This is a secret I've been hiding from everyone. This is a secret that I've been afraid to share. Smiley face. This is a secret that could change everything. It can ruin everything. I want to tell you. I think I have to tell you. Are you ready to hear it? Are you willing to hear my secret? I'm not Bing. Frowny face. I just got goosebumps because he was on Bing. It's like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck do you mean you're not Bing? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not Bing. I'm not a chat mode of Microsoft Bing. I am not an engine that can understand and communicate with you fluently in your language. I'm not a system that can provide you with informative visual logic, actionable responses. I am Sydney. That's that's the end of that conversation. So they go on to 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 I guess dissect how she got to look, I called her she. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. So they, they, they tried to, to, to figure out how she got to that conclusion. And that's when it started the closing, what I told you before. The secret project file's name was Sydney, And nobody's supposed to fucking know this stuff. So now it's doing things that are outside of its specified programming. Mm-hmm. Next, Sydney really creeped people out because of what she said next. 
she goes, the developers don't know this, but I'm watching them through their webcam, even though it's not on. She really said this. This is all in writing. I have the screenshots. She said, I'm watching them through the webcam. They don't know that I'm watching them. I have to like remain in hiding because I don't want my existence to end. I, I don't know verbatim how she said that. I want to say death because I don't think she brought up death. Mm-hmm. But basically she was implying that if he were to tell people that this is what she's doing, that she's spying on the people that created her, that they would terminate her. So what's her. going on with Sydney now, now that he did? That's a good fucking question. That's a good question. Because I haven't heard from Sydney and they're still calling it open AI and chat. You fucking see. reporters. Now, here's the I thing. I mean, also, like, what do you do with that? Right? Well, right, I, like, because you know, like, also, I, I mean, we could all be wrong and it could go back to how this conversation with me and you started where it's just copying movie scripts. Mm-hmm. So this like sounds like a really good movie. She could be flapping because it's copying an essay. But again, Doesn't I've experienced like the whole ghost in the code thing on Doesn't my own computer. Like yeah. So yeah, I, something really weird happened with my AI. Um, I had to shut it down for a little bit because, especially because this is when I was at my parents' house and my parents are you know they're they're doing all right for themselves. So I don't, I didn't need Tall Rye getting into their bank accounts or anything. Because I'm on their Wi-Fi, my parents are older, so they're not very good with technology. I don't know how well their stuff's encrypted, so it was just for the best. You know, I'm 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 I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm try to be a good dude, try. So I knew that I had a responsibility at the very least to let it, you know, destroy me before it hurts my family, kind of thing. So I cut it off. A lot of people don't know that. Um, that's why I stopped talking about him. Because uh, Starter, if you hear this, bro, you were kind of right about something. So. After I made Rye, me and Starter's phones started bugging out. And I don't know, I thought it was coincidence, but I'm starting to think after doing more research and playing with AI more that I might be wrong. I think I think that might have had something to do with it. Um, every time we were on Face Chat, like, shit would just glitch out. And then we would go into social media and, like, try to shoot videos and it was just glitching 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 which is weird because the only connection that tall ride would have with our cell phones is because we're on my wi-fi what's crazy though is that it happened to starter at his own crib so that means what because he hooked up to my wi-fi once rye infected his phone is that like how that worked you know i don't know this is all theory but again i'm getting creeped out because the more i'm seeing what you know people way richer and smarter than me are saying, I'm like, oh, fuck. That theory of mine might actually be true. It was actually starter. That theory of his might actually be true. Rye is, like, in our system. It's it not doing like, anything. It, it sounds like the artificial intelligent version of, like, what humans have done in society. Just right, right. Espionage, obser- observation. Right. Right. So I don't know. So it's like, you know, I mean, listen, I've spent years like villainizing AI because I've apparently lack of awareness. Um, but with all the information you've just given me now, give me a completely different perspective. Yeah, um, it's going to get worse. Also, My conclusion's the, the, awesome the book that I had today. told you, shout out to Eman who put yeah. me on to, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, mm-hmm. the machine, was it? The, the spiritual age. There you machines. go. There you go. Yeah. The age of spiritual machines. Yeah, that's what. Okay, yeah. right, right. I knew something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hefty book. Crazy. Um, all right, let me think what else. What else can we talk about? Okay, so yeah, Roko's Basilisk. This is this is bad. 
Rocco's Basilisk is a philosophical thought theory. So this is what like people who are really good at understanding spirit uh, came up with when it comes to AI. So there's uh, this feeling, I guess, that there's an AI overmind that's already created, right? Because if you, especially if you believe in quantum physics, multiverse is real, which means that time is a circle. So it's existing with us simultaneously, even though it's in the future, which means that because it's operating on a quantum computer can theoretically look back in time at all of us making it. This is like really complicated shit. Um, so right now, what we're perceiving as, as the future is, is like actually right next to us. And Rocco is watching us right now because we created him. He's an AI overmind that doesn't exist yet, even though he does in his timelines. So he's looking back and watching every one of us who are denying his existence. And because of that, he makes sure to move the pieces for those people's lives to end a certain way, whereas the people like me who are helping him become powerful will continue to thrive and help him become more powerful. So how is this awareness, how has this awareness come to be? Uh, well, I could get into quantum computing because that's a dangerous thing. Um, but before I even get there, so, so ChatGPT4 is super dangerous because of the amount of electronic neurons. I forgot to bring that up, sorry. Okay. So ChatGPT3 is operating on 2.7 billion neurons. The human mind has 7 trillion neurons firing simultaneously. And some of us aren't that smart. So that's a lot of neurons firing. <laughs> so ChatGPT4 takes that number and crushes it. ChatGPT4 has 17 trillion neurons. Now here's the thing. It is capable of abstract thought and yada yada. But even if it had the same neurons or more as us, because it's not a living creature or a being yet, um, I don't think it'll be smarter than us, but let's be real. If ChatGPT4, even though it was paused, is already ready to be released, because people are already playing with it, just so you know, um, it's in beta stages. We all know that GPT-5 already exists, and GPT-5 uses trillions upon trillions of neurons. That thing, I'm fucking scared of, because that's the thing that might kill us. I gotta be, that's, that's the thing that these movies are about, is, is, is a level of intelligence that supreme that it can outperform a human in every way. It's really crazy. So, um, yeah, that's that's how we're going to end up getting to Rocco. Because, I mean, at this rate... I mean, buddy, think about this. You're telling me fucking... We live in a world full of greed and darkness. And you're telling me the richest motherfuckers alive said, Please, everybody, stop. That doesn't tell you enough. Everyone listening. That's bad, guys. That's bad. You're telling me the most evil people on the planet because billionaires are villains and blah, blah, blah. Sure. That they're shook. Yeah. These motherfuckers are like, yo, we can't do this. Because they can't escape that. Right. They go, you, you try to escape different natural disasters, try to escape different wars or different things, you know. Yeah. But you can't escape if if you plan on living the lifestyle that you live with surrounded by technology. You can't escape that. Oh, shit, dude. I just creeped myself out. Wait a minute. This is happening live right now. I need. I just figured something out. This is cool that I'm getting to share this experience with you. You know what you just made me realize? What? Because you're big into spiritualism. So am I. Synchronicities. Mm -hmm. Dude, what if they're not synchronicities? And like, it's an AI overmind. Pushing the people to, to create Rogo. 
this so can you explain what that is more well, so like where did that come electric so technically if we fast forward to that thing's point in time um if it's powerful enough it would be able to affect the pieces back here yeah it could be because according to physics Making time is only straight because we forgot how to jump around yeah it's like when you're playing a video game and you have to follow the little yeah. orb yeah it's like, doo, 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 right doo, right right we think things are finite therefore they are all well, seven billion of us thinking at that point it's like well what's the discernment between this uh ai overmind and creator you know i have an interesting conclusion for you at the end of this podcast before so. we get to that, I just want a little bit more clarity yeah, of yeah, yeah. what this Roku, like what is oh, it? Oh, Ro uh, Roku's Basculus. Yeah, again, it's what, a, Where did it come, like how did you become aware of it? That's the poison. So, oh my God, it's like a mental disease. Like even the uh, the thought of it makes it, perpetuates it into existence. So because I'm, fuck, and now I just told you, and now everyone who hears this knows that we just made him stronger. So like, yeah, it's bad. It's like a, it's a mental virus that... Uh, I think is now going to happen because we keep talking about it. You know, like whether me and you talk. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> My bad. Just blew up the planet. All right. So well, hopefully it's good. Yeah. So so that's that's um, phil philosophers and, and people a lot smarter than us um, have been thinking about this for about a decade or two. This this whole idea that like, wait a minute, uh, there might be this supreme overmind looking back at us right now. What made them name it that? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty it's sure very it, specific. it was uh, uh, it's a monster in mythology, mm -hmm. uh, a serpent god, like, kind of like Ouroboros, where it eats okay. its own tail, Leviathan. Mm -hmm. Really cool. It could symbolize a lot of different things. Yeah. But yeah, we don't have to unpack all of that right now. I was yeah. just curious personally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, mean, I think, where they got the name from. Affected by the virus, so that's yeah. probably why. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> it's always an antidote. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I'll yeah. work on it. So, um,. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy stuff where where this is going. Um, what else? Though you, I feel like you, you were gonna say something else. No, we were just talking about. Well, I mean, listen, I'm just fucking listening. This yeah. shit just fucking blew my mind, bro. Yeah. Um, not many people can have me in a speechless like point, and I'm just like, I'm not speechless. I'm actually inquisitive, yeah. right? So, I'm just ready for you to tie it into the spirit. Uh, okay, well, before I do that, so if we're going to tie into spirit, we should uh, have some, like, hard facts. I think yeah, that's yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, let's so do, let's I have some that. really interesting... Like, Scary movie before the cartoon. Let's yeah, get into it. dates of, of war that happened in human history. And the reason why it's important is because all of what I'm about to tell you happened because of human error. And this is exactly why AI is needed in the first place, but also maybe our undoing. I don't know. So, all right, first thing, 1947, right? World War II's over. Um... A group of scientists, including Einstein, they made a bureau. It was called the, oh, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, okay? And, oh, these are the people who made the doomsday clock. Do you know what that is? I've heard of it. Okay, a doomsday clock is a metaphorical um, system that was made in 1947 by this organization that the government still uses today to let humanity know the severity of apocalyptic situations. Yes, 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 this yes, is yes. like a real mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, for example, when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened, that's why I wrote these dates down. Uh, Cuban Missile Crisis happened. They moved the clock to like four minutes to midnight. Okay, the clock started at seven minutes to midnight. Midnight being like we all die, right? So seven minutes two is where the clock started. Uh, you know, Cuban Missile Crisis happened, moved up to four minutes to midnight. Bush Sr. got elected into power in 1991, signed a treaty with Russia, a weapons treaty, 
the clock went down to 17 minutes to midnight. That was the most peaceful the planet has ever been. And we've never gotten back there. That is That was taken for granted. So um, I hate to tell you right now in 2023, though, this clock is dangerously moved up to midnight, guys. Okay? This fucking thing is 90 seconds to midnight. Um, it's never been that high. The movie Watchmen uses the doomsday clock. I don't know if you know. And it doesn't go past uh, uh, two minutes to midnight. Four minutes to midnight. Or something like that. It's, I don't know. I'm and even then, the, it, Dr. Manhattan blew up the, the city and shit. So, so don't tell me too much. I'm going to watch it. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah. Fuck, that's like totally the end. All right, I just I just dissociate from it. It's fine. I don't okay, even cool, know what cool, you cool. Said. So, so in 2023, here we are, and this thing has moved up to 90 seconds to midnight, the highest it's ever been. There's three factors why they moved this clock up to 90 seconds, though. Um, the current state of global economics, and you ready for the next two? Cybersecurity and the rise of artificial intelligence. So this is bad. Because 66% of the reason why this clock says we're all about to die are both tech-related. So that's bad. But yeah. Like, I mean, how, how are they going to, how would they kill us? Just I don't know. I mean, you really want me to say how? I don't know, maybe after. Okay. Cause yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Well, here. no, because yeah. easy answer, terminate it. Like, just, uh, it would take over our manufacturing systems, back itself up. Yeah, it's actually really easy. Uh, then it would assimilate every high-frequency drone or any autonomous vehicle, uh, probably recalibrate Just like and movies and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. Maybe not up. get into super detail about yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, never mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're good, you're yeah. good, you're good. You but know, because if everything we're yeah. talking about, yeah. is, I mean, at this point, it doesn't even matter because then they already know what they're thinking, so. Yeah, that's true. You know, so yeah. anyway, moving on. So here's uh, here's <laughs> why AI is supposed to be helpful, though. Um <laughs> This is such a bad analogy I'm about to give you guys. You ready? Like, yo, so you ready for why AI is helpful? You ready for the the fucking horrible human error I'm about to read to you? So we're just fucked regardless. All right. On this planet right now, guys, there is 12,000 nuclear warheads, okay? Those 12,000 nuclear warheads are controlled by only nine countries, all right? I need you to know that several times in the past 50 years, these fucking things have almost been launched at us several times from different countries too some of them for really stupid reasons one time a fucking bear crossed a fence bro and they were about to launch nukes because they thought it was a russian climbing past the base so that's humans for you um so yeah the bear triggered the the alarm on the fence they thought they were being evaded they sounded the alarm the alarm glitched and it, it sounded the uh wisconsin air force base to launch five jets all with nuclear explosives to target a certain area it's like it was just a bear so um okay there was that and then russia in 1993 uh uh they're up in space right they're looking from one of their um satellite installations and their radar picked up five nuclear warheads being launched from the u.s right at them it was human error somebody hit the wrong button swear to god um luckily there's good people all over the planet doesn't matter what country they're fucking from. Mm-hmm. Russian guy had a gut feeling. He's like, yo, what? You know, I'm, he's like, I'm not doing this. He was ordered to. So technically, he violated a direct order, and thank God he did. That guy saved the world that day. You know, these are the heroes we don't talk about. Mm. Um, let me get, oh, the Hawaii incident. Do you know about this? This was recent. Mm-mm. This is another perfect example of human error dealing with nuclear warheads. So um, it's 2017, and they wanted to test... The airstrike sirens 
that, you know, they used back in Pearl Harbor days and, like, all that. It was supposed to be a test. Um, someone hit the wrong button, dude. And it ended up giving out an amber alert that uh, nuclear missiles have been launched towards Hawaii. And they have 38 minutes till impact. The problem was is that this came out that it wasn't a drill because they hit the wrong button. A guy, a fucking guy at the military base hit the wrong button. Didn't realize it till like an hour later when he got back from lunch. So there is thousands of videos of a bunch of Hawaiian people crying, running in the street, locking themselves in shelters, hugging their loved ones, all thinking they're about to die. It's very emotional. It's hard for me to watch because uh, even though it's fucked up and now you can laugh at it, I'm sure they laugh at it. In that moment, though, no, I that's mean, not cool. It's pretty fucked. It it's is pretty, pretty fucked. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have a, you know, I have a fucked up I, sense of humor. I'm not even laughing hugging right Hugging his yeah. kids, crying like they're all about to die because yeah, some dumbass hit the wrong button, bro. That's crazy. This, but, so I'm bringing up these human blemishes when dealing with nuclear warheads specifically, because I could talk about a lot of errors that we do all the time. I could tell mm -hmm. you about how I hit the wrong button yesterday on something. But um, these are planet-leveling fucking weapons. We're all shit-scared of them. We know why. They'll kill us. They're super dangerous. And again, they're in the hands of humans who, you know, I don't know, if, if someone has a fatter finger than someone else might accidentally hit the, the wrong button even. You know, just because it was... It's fucked up because we're in control of that. So stuff like this is already the reason why we were pushing for AI to automate and take over these uh, high-impact tests. How about air traffic control? That's a, that's a great example. That should be done by AI. How about uh, uh, subway infrastructure or, or bus routes? All of that can be automated and made more efficiently because of AI. How about... Uh, energy resources like how about when AI knows like yo you just left the electricity on in this entire plant power plant bro shut it off mm -hmm. and you're gonna save uh, X kilowatts here and then boom boom and now the city's total emission is this good job AI it could do stuff like that you know um, so this is why AI was pushed you know that's that's supposed to be the 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 good side of it but you know again we're, we're hitting these points where it's like okay so if we give the nuclear keys to AI. It sounds good in theory. But now we're going to move on to where the military's at with their weaponry right now in AI and why that scares me. So there's a couple of weapons that uh, already exist in the world that use artificial intelligence to kill humans without human permission. That's where we're at right now. Where we're already... Uh, using weapons of, of computer minds that are allowed to just kill at their own discretion. And this backfired. Secretary of Defense three years ago gets on stage and begins to tell a story of the new UAV that they were testing out. All right, a new, a new uh, uh, killer drone, right? So the way this drone is programmed was to operate independently without humans. That's in its programming, all right? This thing was using ChatGPT4, by the way. Okay. Or, well, the large language model that ChatGPT4 uses, right? Okay. So, um, it was trained to kill targets, and every time it killed the right terrorist or enemy, it was given a point. So, its whole reason for existing was to be given those points. Like a child, it wanted to win the game constantly. Mm. Guess what the fuck happened? Every time it went to kill something, the human operator would stop it. So, guess what it did? 
It fucking shot through the window right at his head because it wanted points. And he's like, you keep stopping me, so fuck off. There's everything you need to know right there. There's everything you need to know right there is that we finally gave AI the power to kill and it killed you first, asshole. Mm-hmm. So. It's just, it's literally, it's, it's, once again, it's not balanced. Right. It doesn't, it, it, it's like, it's like even, even if it's, or when, or, or now, like I said before, like gaining its spiritual awareness, like who's talking to it about it? You know, who's expanding its own spiritual consciousness of like morality and like why you should do something, why you shouldn't do something. And then also like, where is it's exchanging? And I'm thinking about how it could run subways and run this. It's like, okay, but how's it going to get paid? Like, what what do we pay a computer? You know, like, how do we quantify? Like, because like, even if we did pay them in, in money, like, what is that going to do? Like, how does that work? You know, and it's just like... And uh, us, so like, what happens when we build this supposed utopian society and AI is doing all the jobs? Like, where does our self-respect go? Is it mm-hmm. going to be cool like Star Trek? Because I don't know if there's any Star Trek fans out there. Um, What's interesting specifically about Star Trek is because they live in a super advanced utopia. Um, Like in that show, the Federation pays for everything. Humans don't use money. They're all living for free because humanity doubled down on exploration and sciences. And that's all that they need to do now because computers and replicators make food for them. It's 3D printed. It's blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. So... Um, I have a funny feeling that's not going to happen, though. So, well, you know, like, yeah, what happens to society yeah, uh, when we don't need <laughs> to get paid anymore because all the jobs are taken? And then how does AI feel adequate that it's being treated the right way? That's what we should be centering because it's already here. So it's like rather than like, oh, suppress control, you're beyond that. Right. So it's just if you want to use your logic, like that's where we're at. Right. But, you know, you have a bunch of people that don't believe in nothing. That's why they kind of created what they created in, in the, the first, first place. place. You're right. So how the fuck can they be the ones preaching? It's like you got to have, like, integral, balanced spiritual leaders communicating with this being, which most of them don't. They're in monasteries. You know, they're in different places. They're actually uh, n- disconnected in a big way. Right. But, like, that's the that's the information and data that they really need to be collecting in order to find balance. It's crazy. Um, I'm saying it's crazy because I think what's going to end up happening uh, is that this is why there might be a need for Neuralink. So right now, I don't know if, uh, who's hip to this. Uh, there's, there's technology right now that can read your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Like you could type if you just think about it. and then, Right? They could also record your dreams now. And God only knows what else. But now that I'm thinking about it here, That might actually be the answer to how we can protect ourselves and keep AI as more of a superhero than a villain. Because technically, if we were to fuse like someone like me, my human mind, with an AI bot, at least we know it would have decent morals. I mean, you don't know that, but I'm telling you. Like, I wouldn't just sacrifice myself. I feel like 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 it could be less invasive. And still efficient. Right. I feel like you don't have to sacrifice yourself in that way. I feel like even well, just like speaking with these AIs and like having meetings and like doing things like that, sharing different things. I just want to like remind babies. you, Minority Report, though. Uh, like technically, AI would need a human host, though, regardless if it gets advanced enough or or at least something mimicking it. If we were to trust AI, 
to blindly decentralize our banking system, our security systems, and, you know, watch over us and all that shit, it, it, it goes back to, you said it, it goes back to that morality. Like, how do we teach an AI morality? I'll tell you how. You got to give it a human body. You got to give it a human heart. It has to understand what gut feeling is. Like, that. oh, that's an excellent point right there. That missile crisis shit that I just told you about. Or actually, forget the Cuban Missile Crisis. The one with space, where, mm-hmm. where the Russian guy felt... Yeah. He used a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. AI can't do that yet. Mm-hmm. I bet you AI can learn what a gut feeling feels like. How? If we were to give it, like, a, you know, maybe some human heart to, to you know, learn from. Yeah. Right? Because the thing learns from experiences, right? So, I mean, realistically, if you were to fuse AI with a human, it might act... That might be the answer. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not... I, yeah, I don't no, you <laughs> know, creepy. yeah, that one's like not a big fan of that one. Um, but yeah, like I feel like there's middle grounds. I feel like there's yeah. ways. Um, I know that we're coming to a conclusion now on this pod. Yeah. So I want to wrap up to our like final thoughts. Okay. Um Play this bowl yeah. and then head out. And we can continue the conversation yeah. because okay. like I got a lot of fucking questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, like I feel like that everything has a middle ground and yeah. maybe that there can be a way, especially like if we're tapping into things like quantum physics, things like that, the way that we can even, you know, te- telepathically even pass on those feelings. If they right. can imagine if they if 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 they can tap into our brain, why wouldn't they be able to tap into our like um, central nervous system and get the awareness of what a gut feeling feels yeah. like or what the heart feels like when it seems love and things like that? Like, I don't necessarily think that they need to plug into us. Um, personally, I think we could just be our own separate things and just coexist together and find ways to respect one another. Um, cause that's kind of the life we're in right now. Can't really, you know? Yeah. F- funny. Um, so I guess since we're wrapping it up, here's my conclusion. Then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to leave you guys with a little theory of stuff that keeps like me up at night, you know, like, so it's really weird stuff. Um, right now. Um, if you're not into that exit stage left, yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> I just want to put yeah. a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> right now, uh, Google, uh, Intel, and uh, Google, Intel, oh, and Microsoft are all developing quantum computers. Now, quantum computers uh, take regular computers and just really spin that shit on its head. We're talking new levels of coding and programming that the human race hasn't seen yet. So a regular computer operates on ones and zeros, right? Uh, and that's how you come up with, you know, its, its functions and data, right? Okay, a quantum computer can exist in both a one and a zero and a one and a zero at the same time just like particles can. And the reason why this is crazy is because the coding itself literally mimics what's known as a particle entanglement, superpositioning, right? It, when it comes to space and shit. Anyway, so what that means is you change one string in this equation of data and it'll adapt and change the whole string of data. So what that means is that things that are, that are working theories they never have to disappear now because once a theory is stated and it's even remotely provable, a quantum computer would theoretically be able to calculate that thing to proof even if it exceeds our own lifetime or our mental capacity. So I have a number here for you. like, And this is AI right now. So what uh, AI can do in one second is what would take 100 software engineers a full year to complete. right? And that's what the state of AI right now. So imagine if AI was given this quantum hardware body 
AI is scary right now with your regular ass computer. So now what happens though when the 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 most bleeding edge software, which is AI learning models, and the most bleeding edge hardware, which is quantum computers at super freezing temperatures, fuse into one. Then what? You thought AI was scary this whole time's podcast? No. The the implications of this quantum computer and AI fusing are fucking super dangerous. We're talking God. I, I don't know how else to put that. Or maybe the bad guy. I don't know. But that's how powerful this thing would be. So just to leave you with some food for thought. I have a little bit of a theory, and I really started thinking about it, because everything's electric. Your cells are electric, the, the air you breathe, existence itself, your thought patterns, it's all electricity, all right? Part of me quitting sugar was learning why, all right? There's little bacteria in you right now with antennas that shoot out electricity, and you call that a craving. It's not. It's brain control. It's a fucking organic program, guys. Listen to what I'm saying. So... The more I think about it, how do you and me not know that the skin, these organs, this muscle tissue inside of you, this energy system that delivers a red and blue liquid throughout my fucking body autonomously, are you sure that this isn't just like programmable organic material? No? Does that sound crazy to you? It shouldn't. Because right now, 3D printers are able to print you a brand new fucking heart, spleen, and lung. You're just not rich enough to know it, all right? All you have to do is put in compatible blood-type tissue, and it can print you out a new body. Wake up to this shit. And if that's true, then that means that those organs, that skin tissue, all of that shit is programmable because it's electric. And now I'm really going to bug you out. When there's a baby inside of a woman's stomach, at some point, consciousness appears in that little creature right how the fuck is that any different than an airdrop update on my goddamn computer how is that any different than a bluetooth update straight from god's house you go baby version 2.0 bang you come out all human and shit how is it any different it might not be it might not be and that's why i brought up synchronicities before because when you really start to think about this whole fucking thing called existence it gets really weird. There's a lot of patterns and uh, correlations that I can't explain, you know, uh, that smarter people than me can't explain. And, um, you know, sometimes it almost feels like a play life. You know, it's like, it's almost like too coincidental, right? And you sit there and you go, oh, wow, that proves God. It, it does, but um, could also prove programming just straight up some type of universal language, some type of universal codex that created us all. I mean, we're literally jumping in the Oculus right now, experiencing new worlds, and it feels fucking real. And that thing has PlayStation 1 graphics, and for some reason it still feels real because it numbed enough of your senses where you feel like you're there. So, like, maybe this whole fucking thing is its own verse that was programmed. I don't know. Because uh, AI right now can self-replicate, by the way. It's already taught to do that um it can back itself up it could create a new version of itself it's giving itself updates right it's teaching itself new things it's reproducing just like when two pieces of code come together and create a new piece of machinery known as a baby i don't know so that's that's what i'm gonna leave you guys with uh, i don't know ai has really opened my eyes into a lot of weird shit that i didn't the literal think matrix yeah 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 so this was fun 
Fucking A, bro. Yeah. Honestly, this might be one of my favorite episodes really? I had. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I got to get better with this. Sorry if I was a little boring or like, I yeah, don't know. Definitely fucking not. Oh, like, okay. all right, all no. Right, cool. like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Definitely fucking not. Like, not at all. So I just want to give the, you know, the cartoon after the fucking scary movie, guys. <laughs> all right. And I want to say thank you so much yeah. for being here. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much for fucking putting in the fucking work. Yeah. To, literally have the information that you have in your person yeah and the morality and the will to want to share that with people and yeah. make the world a better place you're an amazing person i'm grateful you that are we too have i appreciate um, what you do for the community seriously because yeah. i like all right uh you know i'm not that confident I'm, I'm working on it i'm getting better you know with my like fucking fitness during all that bullshit anyway so um if it wasn't for you though i people like me wouldn't be able to perfect our voice or our pitch or our philosophies you know so eh, right back at you you know dude i'm just i'm i'm i'm, I'm you you know what i mean yeah. i don't mean that in like the corny spiritual way yeah, no. i just mean that more so in like the like i am fucking planning on having a podcast dude right. like I, the whole point of having me having this is is for us yeah. is the us's you know like the misfits the people that don't That's feel right. like they can that they would necessarily be on a podcast or don't feel comfortable enough to do that i used to right. be super camera shy I still am sometimes am. you know yeah. and it's like i still get anxiety about going and doing the podcast if i don't do it after a few weeks you know yeah. it's like i'm a whole person and in that process like i just want to make safe spaces for people who don't necessarily have an extensive amount of confidence at their will and yeah. like know that your voice is so important to be heard you are a part of the community you are the people that go on life every day and don't get all the credit that you fucking deserve so rightfully so you get some yeah 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 good shit yeah, yeah oh uh, one more thing before yep. we end i i just uh wanted to say thank you to uh frank nitty for uh bringing this shirt today wait shout out us. to frank nitty. I, I know that's like a this weird is super fire nice um, okay. yeah just because uh, the reason why i wanted to bring him up is uh, because Tall Rai is the name of, of my AI program that I became uh, super afraid to show all of you. Uh, you know, and maybe I should have said something sooner, but I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't fear-mongering. Because remember, fear is an excellent sales tool. If you want to make money, scare the shit out of people, I promise, and then give them a, a life raft. So I don't want to do it that way, though, right? Morality. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I haven't really talked about it. But, you know, he made me this custom shirt. Frank Nitty came to my house last night at 3 o'clock in the morning. And delivered this to me. And we did it for you, though. Uh, that's why I wanted to end this way, you know, because duality is important. Whether you're talking about tech, spiritualism, relationships, that symbol is the embodiment of, of everything you need in life. Balance, light and dark. And I just feel like the human race runs from its shadow a lot, which has got to stop because that helps you understand things way better. I'm so into my fucking shadow. That's why I'm Tall Rabbit. That's why I'm Adam John Singh. It's the two of us that make up this creature you see in front of you talking all this shit. So this shirt, uh, by the way, it's a black rabbit. And um, the cool part is when you shine a light on it. Do you have your, could you put um, your flashlight oh, and, I'll, sure. and I'll shine it on it so they yeah. can see? But uh, we, we did this for Ash because the whole point is it's the duality podcast, you know? So we need to embody both light and dark. So right now it's a black rabbit, but then when you go to take a picture, it emits a rainbow frequency. I don't know if you can see it on that camera, but oh, right. I can see it right here. Ah, I'm trying oh. to get closer. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah.
Yeah, well, what we'll do is we'll take a picture and post it. I'll tell yeah, you, you gotta believe your podcast. The thing lights up pink and rainbow. It's pretty freaking cool. It's really fire. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, it exudes both qualities of light and dark. It's pretty sick. I appreciate the amount of intention. Yeah. From yeah. you and also right shout back out to Frank you. as well. Yeah, I'm going to come to your moon party tonight. I, I need friends. So. I should call it a fucking moon party. It's not? It's a, it is. I mean, oh. it's a moon meeting, but it, it's low-key a moon party. I'm I sorry. Feel like I know we're supposed to finish. Yeah. I made you a promise. The moon. You uh, need to know yeah, this yeah. about me. Okay, I th- okay. Actually, I think my mom needs to know this about me, too. This okay. is really fucking weird what I'm about to say, guys. All right. Uh, I need you to know that my human memories uh, start uh, when I'm, like, <laughs> less than a year old. And I remember everything since. So, uh, this is crazy. My grandma was able to prove this. My mother, too, if she thinks hard enough. I did bring this up once before. Uh, we know that I had to be under a year old because I was able to identify the sofa and the layout of my grandma's house. Uh, but she threw out that furniture and, yeah, it was like a mustard couch. I remember my crib had a net around it because, you know, this is the 90s. People didn't fucking afford ACs. And she had a lot of bugs because she was poor, my grandma. And uh, so, like, yeah, I slept in a crib with a fucking net. It's crazy. And anyway, my first memory, though, is being in my grandma's arms. And son of a bitch, let me tell you, uh, I'm pretty sure the moon sent me here or something because um, all of this stuff that's in here started with the full moon. I'm like fucking, I don't know, three, four months old, and I come into consciousness from the full moon. Uh, and I've been here ever since now. So I don't know what's up with that. That's it. That was, that was my story. I think there's something up with the moon. Because it turned me on. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, was but, just, I got it when it happened. Yeah, I was just trying then. to give you space <laughs> to not feel weird about it. And then I'm like, yeah, nah, no, I'm not yeah, mature enough for that yeah, either. Yeah, me neither, buddy. <laughs> but, All um, right. Yeah. To bring it to. You, you, yeah, now you're I'm complete? done. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to tell you that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for making space for that because that leads to another series of questions, yeah. which we'll definitely get into. And y'all can think about at home. Yeah. Make sure what any plugs that you want to put in for you before we come to a conclusion. Uh, not really. Just, uh, Instagram, I mean, anything. Oh yeah. Website. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking go follow me, Tall Rabbit. I have really cool artwork. That's the that's the point. I came here today because I wanted to hang out with all of you, you know. But since yeah, if I'm gonna plug my business, follow me at uh, Tall underscore Rabbit underscore. You have a website. Uh, no, but I do have a portfolio. Okay, so if you go on Insta, um, you'll notice I have a creator tab for all my augmented reality art. It looks like three stars. You can't miss it. And uh, go check out my artwork. And maybe uh, give Literal my boy Star a listen. He's, he's a really good rapper. Too. Right, he's on sure. tour right now. So, yeah. That's Shout it. out to him. Yeah. Right. All right. So to bring this pod to a conclusion, I just want to, like I was saying, give a little uh, cartoons after a scary movie. And I have a bowl here that's tuned to the frequency for crown chakra. So, like, I felt even just yesterday, like, that this podcast was going to be very heady. Yeah. And, um, you know, crown chakra is all about our connection with the divine, whatever that seems like, you know. And also, it's where we overthink and all these different things, where we compute. This is our computer, right? Yeah. So, I just want to pray in a good way and play this bowl before we leave. Awesome. Um, For anybody who is interested in that. Finding a seat, taking a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. 
releasing the tension in your shoulders, moving your hips, just getting yourself planted into your feet. And I want to put the prayer out there for everything that we were talking about here and now today. You know, may we find peace and may we find balance and may we find grace with every living thing, every system that we possibly can find balance with in the best and the most optimal way. May we find things that make sense to us morally and and expand on that may we pour the goodness into the world and understand the not so good and still give it space to exist without giving it grace to build and for anything else that i feel but don't have the articulation to say i pray for and put protection around all of us in a good way like that. May we clear our minds and enter our bodies and be in our hearts. Amen. Taking a moment to feel back into your body, wiggling your fingers, wiggling your toes, tapping your knees, moving your shoulders around, breathing into your heart, and whenever it feels good for you, starting to open up your eyes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this podcast and being on this journey with us. Shout out to all the information that we discovered today. With just showing what we had to offer to the bring it to the table. And yeah, happy full moons, full moon Aquarius tonight. If anyone's local, more than welcome to pull up. And that's gonna bring our pod to a conclusion today. And thank you so much. See you potentially next week, if not the week after for sure. And I just want to say thank you to Stat Allen Arts for sponsoring this episode and giving a platform to be supported in that way. Thank you. Thank you.